2: Hello, everybody. I'm Joey Wright, and welcome to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. We're mixing it up a little bit today after weeks of chronicling football, volleyball, soccer. We're going to hit the links today and talk golf with Champaign Central standout Wade shocked who captured an IHSA 2A Boys State Championship last week as head coach Mike Osterber, also stopping by to join us, appreciate both of their time, Wade is a great interview. As we found out today, you won't want to miss it. We'll detail his preparation, what it means to be a state champion, even talk Viking songs and some fun things like that. Wade, also a tennis player and big into theater as well. It was a great interview. Football also on the docket with me and News Gazette Sports editor Matt Daniels. It's the eighth episode of Extra Prep Fall Season flying along. And we'll have our episode for you after this quick message. Thanks for being with us.
3: For an unprecedented seven years in a row, the News Gazette has been named the state's best newspaper. Nobody covers all the area communities like News Gazette, our county section. Adding a News Gazette subscription is easy. For less than $1 per day, no other media outlet gives you award winning, in depth coverage of local news and sports. Please go to news gazette.com and click on the word subscribe in the banner. Order a News Gazette print subscription today.
2: Howdy, folks. I'm Joey Wright, and welcome back to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. Our loyal listeners know that this is the segment where we bring in sports editor Matt Daniels and we give a brief overview of what's to come in the episode. As I mentioned at the top, we're with Wade Shocked and his head coach Mike Osterber. Shocked wrapping up a 2A Boys State Championship on the Lynx last week. However, uh, as I was putting this episode together, I accidentally saved over the file that had that introduction in it. We recorded the show in three segments. And uh, Good thing I didn't tape over uh, anything else, but uh, I did lose the intro, unfortunately. Didn't miss a whole lot. Uh, Me and Matt just gave a, a quick rundown of what's to come, and of course, Wade Shocked, the star of today's show... Good interview with him. We'll talk a little bit about his preparation, about what it means to be a state champion, and even Wade Shock today, the huge celebration they had at Champaign Central High School. Um, And then at the end of the program, we'll talk football. Two weeks until the IHSA playoffs. There are a lot of teams at the top of our coverage area doing really well. Four undefeateds left, Muhammad Seymour, Centennial, Prairie Central and Bismarck Henning, Rossville, Alvin. Uh, And we'll also talk about some teams that enter this week. uh, Four wins, three wins, kind of around there, even some five-win teams needing to seal things up. Uh, There are a lot of matchups between three and four and four and three teams this week, so we talked a little bit about that. But the star of the show is Wade Shocked. Mike Osterberg, also generous enough to stop by and give us some time. So without further ado, we won't even take a break. We'll head right to the training room at Champaign Central High School, where myself and Matt Daniels caught up with Wade Shocked and Mike Osterberg just a little bit ago on Wednesday, October 12th. Here it is on Extra Prep. Now joined in the training room at <laughs> Champaign Central High School, it is state champion golfer Wade Schacht and his head coach, Mike Osterberg, joining us. Wade, thanks for taking a little time out of school today. I know you had to get a pass out of class. Where, <laughs> where, where are you coming from today? Where are you joining us from?
3: I'm joining you from live from statistics. <laughs> <Mr. Hoffman. laughs> so, um, but thank you guys for having me. Uh, it means a lot, and I'm just excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, uh,
0: I mean, you win a state title. I mean, you're an obvious choice for our, our guest on, on this week's podcast. So let's Thank jump you. right to it, Wade. What's the past 72, 96 hours been like for you since uh, since Saturday evening where you you won a Class 2A state title over in normal?
3: It's been a little wild. I mean, right <laughs> after the round, obviously it was surreal, celebrating with my teammates. Uh, afterwards, me and my family and uh, coach here, we went out to Logan's Roadhouse okay. down in uh, – down to normal, you know, got me a filet mignon. Uh, <laughs> at a celebration. First time i had had filet mignon, by the way. Okay. Well deserved. And I understand <laughs> the hype now. I get it. Um, and then later that night, I, uh, uh, first form of celebration, I attended a barn dance. With oh, With a girlfriend. Wow. Okay. Down at the U of I. Nice. Um, yep. And, <laughs> and that's I was all fun. That. Spent the night with the Alpha Phi girls. So I was, I was, oh, man. Uh, that was entertaining. Um, <laughs> Why Paul Hardy, no, no, no. Um, but then later that day, or later that day, I just crashed. I was tired after that. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, and the barn dance. I mean, <laughs> getting down to what was it? Uh, some 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 old old stuff too. Oh, there's footloose in there. It was, it was okay. everything. Clad in flannel, I assume, right? You got to wear flannel Absolutely. to a barn Absolutely. dance. Absolutely, It was it was uh, a a good night. And then the next day, it just reality finally sunk in. And I was like, Did yesterday actually happen? <laughs> I just, I woke up my mom in the morning. I was like, Is that real? Am I a state champion? She was like, Yeah. Um, and then Sunday was kind of a chill day, and then Monday, obviously, the celebration was incredible. And the shock of finding out about Wade Shock
0: Day—oh
3: <laughs> my God! I mean, I didn't see that one coming for a million years. Um, and then you know, just you know, seeing my friends at school getting congratulations—it's just—it's just been surreal. Gotcha. Wade Shock Day. Let's
2: dive in. Uh, so that's Monday at school, right after the state yeah. tournament. Uh, Champagne maker Deb Finan comes in. All these, uh, you know, the pomp and circumstance around that. Just, just take us inside
3: Wade Shock Day and what that was like for you. I mean. What I'm really excited for next year is uh, Wade Shock Day next year. When I know it's coming, uh-huh. I'm going to be insufferable. Uh, <laughs> I'm coming back to town from wherever I'm at for college. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm letting all my friends hear it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, all no. right. <laughs> An annual thing. Yeah. Um, it was just incredible and uh, incredibly cool. And I enjoyed, you know, the entire celebration was amazing. Just great speeches from my my teammates, my family, my coach. Um, and then the, the, the cherry on top was was the day. And I haven't heard the end of it. <laughs> you know, jokes just <laughs> go by. I mean, I can throw it around too. Yeah. You know, people tell me, "Oh, it's not weight shock day anymore." <laughs> Taking away with everything. So um, that's been fun. And and just you know, major thanks to to the city of Champagne, Mayor Fine and mm-hmm. Councilman Pinfetti. It, it was it was incredible um, experience for me.
2: You Mike? still you still needed still needed a pass to get out of statistics. <laughs> exactly. Class. So buddy. it's not <laughs> it's not every day. No, it's not. Every... <laughs>
0: Mike, uh, what's it been like to? Not only get to witness this firsthand and up close, but to kind of see the the evolution uh, of Wade. You know, you saw him as a freshman. I'm sure you heard about him before he even arrived at Central to to where he's at now. I'm sure mm-hmm. that's got to be just such a such a cool moment for you as a coach.
1: Well, it's like I said at Monday's uh, reception. I fell into this job, and the situation was just perfect. Uh, good backing. And a good system, and good kids coming in, and you begin to realize, hey, I may be on the threshold of something really good here, and you start dreaming about maybe a state title, mm-hmm. either as a team or an individual, and uh, Wade made that a reality for me. Uh, and I think the biggest thing with Wade is his maturity this year was was elevated much more than in the past. He was, he was able to Keep it together Mm -hmm. when it looked like the wheels were going to fall off and get right back on track immediately, not two or three holes later, but right away on the very next shot. And that was the big difference between this year and years past, Mm -hmm. particularly last year. Mm Gotcha. at the state finals. It,
0: Wade, I know you had a mindset going uh, into this year's state tournament based on, on what you did last year as a junior that, you know, you didn't want to – you wanted to stay in contention there after that first day on Friday. After your round on Friday and as you're, you know, relaxing, trying to prepare yourself mentally for Saturday, I go, what was kind of the, the big sticking point kind of, you know, bouncing around in, in your brain at all? I mean, part of me, if I'm being completely honest, was thinking these guys are done for. I
3: mean, if you let me stick around that first day, and I was nervous. I was two over through five, mm-hmm. um, and I was not. You know, I was seeing names way ahead of me on the leaderboard. And then Friday night, I was sitting there in my. We were sitting in Airbnb. We were watching a Viking movie, Valhalla Rising or something. Um, and we actually did. I'm. I'm um, and I was just sitting there. I was thinking, like, man, you know, they let me stick around, tied for first. I think I got to go make this happen tomorrow. But obviously, there were nerves there. You know, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. But um, I do remember I was I was on the first tee, about to tee off the second day, and. And my dad actually, I think he might have caught it on video. Me like, you know, I think I grinned right before <laughs> I walked up and hit my first shot. Most of that was just excitement, but I mean, I, I definitely had a lot of confidence going into the second day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played well the second day at state last year, um, and it and it did all pan out the way I hoped it would. Yeah. The mental aspect of
2: golf, you know, being in contention down the stretch that second day, how do you lock in and get into the zone? Because that seems to be, you know, anytime you're talking about a high-pressure moment in sports, right, it's the putt to win the Masters cliche. That's what everyone talks about. So how do you manage that and go through that round on on Saturday knowing, you know, hey, I'm in contention to win this thing? It's tough.
3: It's tough. Um, A lot of the time, though, you know, part of me was figuring, hey, one of these guys from from behind us, because it looked on the surface like it was just a duel between me and Hayden, but... Uh, part of me was thinking, oh, these dudes behind us, Of course isn't playing quite as tough today. One of these guys is going to catch up. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't so much competing with Aiden as I was looking for every stroke that I could get. Um, but then when it started to come down the stretch, you know, maybe when I got to 16, I'm thinking, all right, I really got to catch this guy right here, right now, because mm-hmm. that's my state title right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and 16, you know, I, I hit that shot around that tree, almost went in, went to like three feet, and tapped in for birdie there to um, get into the tie. And I'd say, you know, as much as as cool as the punt on 18 was, that might have been the most important shot of the day. Uh, and then I did get up to 18. I'd fall, I fell one back on 17, which was a little tough. Mm-hmm. But I, I kept the faith, you know, and that, that you know, 25, 30 footer on, on 18, surprisingly, I wasn't very nervous about it, you know, because obviously I didn't really have anything to lose at that point. <laughs> I was expected to lose. Mm-hmm. So I said, I, I'm going to give this my best roll. Not gonna leave it short, I'll tell you that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and you know, about halfway there I think I started to put my putter up and I and I I knew it was in. Mm-hmm. Um and and that feeling is something I'll never forget. Um and just trying to stay composed, uh, I guess that was the question. The the hardest time for that was the playoff. Right. Um right. and you know, before the playoff I definitely I got like an hour and a half to decompress. I was talking to my family, my girlfriend, my teammates. Um, we were all there and I just kinda of relaxed. Um, cause especially because I wasn't even expecting to be in the playoff. Mm-hmm. You know, when I had that 30 footer, so I felt like I had the momentum. And about 30 minutes before the tee time, I just went, got locked in, listened to my music, hit some hit some putts. Mm-hmm. And then you just have to go out there, and the only thing you can do is swing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to hit the next shot. And, and, you know, I think I responded to the pressure a little bit better because I mean, I think Hayden had made like one bogey all day mm-hmm. before that playoff hole. I'd never seen him miss a putt inside 15 feet. And then he missed that six footer. And and so it's it's just hard. Um, and I played a measured hole. And, and you just got to, I mean, got to hit the next shot. That's all you can do.
0: <laughs> Mike, what was it like for you in those final few holes in his round on Saturday? And then, like Wade said, having to endure the long wait for the playoffs. What was the emotion like for you? Because I'm sure you're kind of, it's like a roller coaster for you, I'm sure.
1: In waiting between the end of the round and the playoff, well, uh, I was just zoned out. I mean, by then I was drained. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grabbed a sandwich. and went in the pro shop and just stared at the tv (laughs) and you know how you can read a book and Mm -hmm. you never turn a page i was like that i just i'm looking at the scoreboard and i'm seeing names flashing but i'm not reading anything Mm -hmm. i'm i'm really i'm almost asleep with my eyes open (laughs) and until it was go time Mm -hmm. and and ready to go back out again you know he talks about 16 the shot he hit Mm -hmm. i thought before that on 12, the shot he hit, he pulled his tee shot left mm-hmm. into the weeds and had a horrific lie. This mm-hmm. thing was down in a hole. And honestly, I don't know if you remember, I said take extra club. Yeah. Because yep. the picture I painted was you advancing the ball 100 yards maybe straight yeah. and missing the <laughs> greenside bunkers left, maybe pitch up, mm-hmm. get in, get up and down, make your par, at worst make five. Yeah. You put it on the front of the green. Yeah, I was like, sweet sister, Sadie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and
0: It's all coaching, right? And, well,
1: yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I told him to take extra club. I don't know if he did or not. But if he did, okay, see, you're a good listener. <laughs> <laughs> but who would know that three holes later on 16, that shot on 12 would get superseded mm-hmm. by the shot he hit. That's one of the greatest shots I've ever seen in my life. He, he was 160 yards out, perfect position on the left side of the fairway, but the pin was tucked back left with a huge bunker garden. He had nine iron. Fortunately, he hit third, so he had time to think. He had nine iron in his hand. I don't know if I can get there with this, Coach. I said, all right, go to the eight. In goes the nine iron, out comes the eight iron. Takes a few practice swings. I'm amped up, Coach. I'm amped up. I think I can get there. <laughs> <laughs> back it was the eight iron out comes the nine iron and he just striped it i mean it, it went up center of the green and the wind took it over and i lost sight of it then because my 64 year old <laughs> lasered up eyes can only see so far and the guys behind the green went nuts and I said, this gotta be good that's tight and walked up there and you like you said what three feet four feet mm-hmm. piece of cake he he made every four footer all weekend yeah. so it was it was a no, matter yeah. if he was going to make it mm-hmm. and he knew he would
2: wait even beyond golf i know you're a pretty busy guy tennis uh theater all those experiences how do those play into golf and, and help you especially theater i've got to imagine you know performing in front of a lot of people <laughs> might might play some kind of a role
3: absolutely i mean it definitely helps with the uh with the stage fright when you're out on the course <laughs> i'll tell you that um but i mean i said this to to colin mm-hmm. before the before the the state finals that i felt I feel like I play better in front of a crowd, um, and I kind of get to let out, you know, the showman persona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely had a crowd at state. Um, definitely celebrated when I won. Um, definitely made a production out of it. But I mean, it, you know, it's it's a positive thing for me. Um, that's that is channeling, you know, one of the other strengths I have, which is which is you know performing. Um, and I think that you know golf on on that stage is is in a sense performing. Um, and also other athletic stuff with tennis. Mm-hmm. I've just, you know, I've been in that situation before, maybe not that quite high pressure, but I've been in stressful situations before where you got to perform. Um, and I felt like I said this to my parents a couple times that week. It's felt like there's so many instances during the state tournament where I was just like, I've had something that prepared me exactly for this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like bunker shots that I used to practice when I felt like I was seven, mm-hmm. especially cause it's, you know, I thought maybe this could be my last high stakes tournament. You know, I do think now I'm probably, am going to play in college, mm-hmm. um, but at the time, I was like, this is it was very poetic. I mean, I just, I'd see shots that I'd hit before. You know, I'd have to hit little benders that me and my dad used to practice, mm-hmm. you know, fight for your bogey when I was in big trouble. And, and there's just really cool stuff along the way that, that I just felt like, you know, this is really mm-hmm. kind of a tournament of destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and just everything in my life, theater, tennis, past golf
0: experiences just prepared me for that moment. Wade, what's it like too for a high school golfer in East Central Illinois? Where, you know, I'm sure on a random Tuesday in September when you've got a dual meet against Centennial or Monticello or whatever, you know, there's probably a smattering of fans there six to eight people, parents, relatives, things like that. To go f- what, what I guess kept you motivated and just grinding and knowing that you had this kind of carrot at the end that was waiting for you? It, but it, I'm sure at times, too, golf is such a mental sport as well that it's got to be difficult for you to kind of kind of challenge yourself in, in some of those lesser high pressure moments uh, of a normal high school golf season too
3: absolutely i mean there's you know we play what 20 tournaments a year mm-hmm. you know going out middle of, middle of nowhere yeah. you know no disrespect <laughs> i mean no disrespect It's just no, like i'm exactly. going out there and, and I'm, I'm i'm trying to find motivation and i guess i had to credit a lot of, of what kept me going this season to my teammates mm-hmm. you know uh, when we're driving down to down to wherever, mm-hmm. you know, I won't name names. Um, <laughs> particular cities I can't play very well in. Um, you know, what keeps me going was, you know, that bus ride back with my teammates, you know, running some stumble guys, getting some getting some dinner going. Um, and, and those guys are just amazing. Um, and they, you know, they got me through the season. They pushed me, man. I mean, these guys got so good. We really had an incredible team this year. I mean, Charlie almost beat me a couple times. I think he did beat me a couple times this mm-hmm. year. And, you know, in practice, these guys, you know, Guys beat me all the time. And so, you know, they really pushed me. Some other great local players pushed me. Um, Reese Claybrook, mm-hmm. Will Ross, yep. you know, I was I was, you know, they were always there at the local tournaments really mm-hmm. pushing me and they helped me get better this season. And really, you know, every tournament during the high school season prepares you for the postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you like it or not. You know, you have to be locked in at all times. Which is something, you know, it's not it's not easy mm-hmm. you know sometimes i think it's not possible mm-hmm. but if as long as you keep keep grinding out the season it's going to it's going to pay off in the end
2: okay. the the team of course qualified for the sectional <coughs> tournament as a unit um, and i want to go back to theater real quick cuz i know you joined the uh, the clutch sports media broadcast <laughs> afterwards they pressed you and you kind of combined your love of theater and golf uh, hit him with a, a rendition of a Viking song live <laughs> yes, on the sir, air. I yes, <laughs> sir, I did. <laughs> got to ask you about your traditions, the Viking songs, and, and even the Japan House, right? Colin yes. Ligas mentioning that in a, a nice story he wrote on you a week ago. You know, such a mental game, and you've got those different things that kind of let you get locked
3: in. Yeah. Um, you know, the Japan House has been a great place for me the last few years. Um, this year during the postseason, I really did start almost a new tradition. Um, I'm sure you guys maybe saw this in their interview if you watched. I did drop the the Japan House tradition mm-hmm. for the majority of the regular mm-hmm. season, picked it right back up right before postseason. Um, and I just remembered all these memories there I had from the for the past years of going there, and it was just really rejuvenating. Um, and a lot of times before big shots, I didn't do this so much at state. It was more of a sectionals thing. Um, I would close my eyes right before a big putt, I'd look around, and I would see the scenery that I usually saw there and, and just take one deep breath, open my eyes, go hit the shot, and it was working for me. Um, and then, you know, my other traditions, you know, Viking songs. <laughs> I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure how I'm gonna, much I'm going to ask to hear one in a minute. <laughs> oh, man. See, I don't even know how much, you know, none of it's in English, so I don't know how much I can give you other than the My Mother Told Me part. Uh-huh. But... Uh, <laughs> there's also other music too obviously, you know, I got my got my pre-game playlist. A lot of people listen to like, you know, maybe like some rock or hip hop mm-hmm. beforehand. Uh, I'm not saying I don't. I, I listen to that more in normal life. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but before tournaments I'm more locked in with um with slower music, you know. I listen to Mozart before regionals, I think. Like yeah. it's, you know, I, I'm not trying to sound pretentious here, you know. I, I I'll, uh I love all kinds of music just you know before a tournament I think it's really it's really nice to get locked in with some you know some introspective music I'd say
0: Mike how much uh, Viking culture knowledge have you picked up over these last four years from Wade We're not talking about the Minnesota Vikings? That's it, zero. (laughs) My Viking knowledge
1: is the purple people eaters. Uh Skull and usually with a tankard in one Uh hand. With a frosty brew. And that's about it. (laughs) Mike, uh,
0: obviously I'm sure you would have loved for the whole team to be playing this past weekend at mm-hmm. State, too. But w- what did it mean for you, too, to see a lot of his teammates out there following him, tracking him, charting him? Golf is an individual sport, yes. but it's also got that team component, too. I'm sure that had to fill you with pride, as well.
1: I, it did. It was uplifting. It settled Wade so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's good to see those guys out there being so enthusiastic and um, getting behind Wade and watching him, walking with him both days. Mm-hmm. Um, and that pretty well summed up our team this year. We were a pretty close-knit team. Um, we had a successful season. Mm-hmm. There were some tournaments that we circled on the calendar, and I called them our majors. Uh, one of them was a Champion County tournament. The mm-hmm. other was a regional, and we won them both. So that defined our team mm-hmm. right there. And then what Wade did was just chocolate sauce on top of the ice cream <laughs> after that. So
0: Mike, what does it do for a program like a golf team? I mean, you think of fall sports at tradition at high schools. Typically, you know, football comes to mind in the fall, mm-hmm. uh, in the winter, you know, basketball, things like that. But what does it do for a golf program moving forward? Obviously, you're going to lose Wade next year. He has to graduate. He has to go on to college. But just to kind of give a shot in the arm for what's mm-hmm. to come for Central Golf, having, you know, hey. We've done this. We we've had a state champion. Yep. That's got to be just a, a major boost, I think, for your program as a whole.
1: Well, s- some schools, it's tradition. Tradition gets set. Uh, they're successful, and then they feed off of that success. Mm-hmm. I hope we can do that through what you folks are doing mm-hmm. right here with us. What you've done in the paper, uh, the press that we've received is fantastic. It's out there in the people's forefront. They're, it's not a secondary thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we, we're in the shadows of football. I mean, there's no bones about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to fall sports, football is the thing everybody's going to think of. But golf is something everybody's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great sport. It's a sport that you can do well into life. Mm-hmm. Whereas football, by the time you're in your 20s, you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, frequently, I see people in their 80s and 90s still playing golf. Yeah, mm-hmm. So I hope youngsters and their parents particularly see what we have accomplished, how we go about it, and if their kids have an interest, then they can get them into the game, and by the time they get to middle school and high school, they can turn it over to me or someone like me, mm-hmm. and we can take it from there. And reload every year instead of rebuild mm-hmm. gotcha. that's that's where we'd like to be yeah
2: gotcha sound like brad underwood <laughs> no rebuild talk and and he's w- got too much hair
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> wait one more for you it's exactly what uh, mike was talking about there i've got to imagine golf being a, a lifelong sport it's got to do you a lot of good to know at uh, age seventeen, eighteen, right, senior in high school, wherever you're at, you're already good at it, and you don't have to work towards uh, getting good in your thirties, forties, fifties. You're you're there. You're...
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I'll take it. I'll take it. Maybe I'll help with uh, some business endeavors in the future. We'll see. Absolutely. What,
0: what's next for you, Wade, Golf wise What do you? That's about? what we're trying to figure out. That's so okay. what we're trying to
3: figure out. I believe that the state um, the state championship definitely opened up a lot of doors for me mm-hmm. um, when it comes to college recruiting. You know, I've definitely been in contact with with some coaches. Um, and and you know I probably got to keep it under wraps for now um where I'm getting interest from um but you know maybe expect to see an announcement and you know in the in the coming maybe not coming days but well, coming months you know yeah. about about where that's going to be um but you know there were definitely points this year where I was questioning whether or not I was going to play in college mm-hmm. um and you know I'd say this solidified that it is probably going to be mm-hmm. a thing so yeah. um I'd say on that front, just stay tuned because I'm not even sure yet.
0: One final question, Mike, before we go, and I'd be remiss not to, to mention this. Uh, you know, We had this story back in August before the season started uh, about a really cool project that mm-hmm. your team did this, yep. this season. Uh, every birdie you made, mm-hmm. donations were uh, made as well, raising funds for, for yep. cancer research. Uh, just kind of give us an update on, on how that project went and what it was like going Love through it to. this season.
1: The team junior varsity and varsity in competition this year, we totaled 127 birdies. Okay. I'd like to see what percentage <laughs> kid, kid, kid next to yeah, me I was gonna had sc- out he of He sunk those, a lot but, of them, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm sure it was a huge chunk. But, uh, yeah, 127 birdies, and I just finished contacting everyone this morning who had put pledges in to let them know what – Mm -hmm. Get your checkbooks out. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, And uh, if I added it up right, we're just under $7,000. Oh, that's awesome. So it's a great – and I'm still getting people texting me, hey, can I get in on this? Mm -hmm. And we've had pledges from South Carolina, New York, Ohio, Indiana, Kansas, Mm -hmm. uh, its relatives Mm -hmm. and friends of of the Watts family Mm -hmm. and – so it it's great. It, it's just this has just been a magical year, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We're we're really tickled that we're able to do what we can for cancer research through the abilities mm-hmm. and success of our team, and then what we did as a team and what Wade accomplished. Uh, it's going to be tough to top.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Just got to win a state team state title now.
1: Yeah. That's the goal. That's <laughs> the goal. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well on your way. Uh, I know a lot of optimism around the program right now, well-earned, well-deserved. Thank you. Uh, Wade, Mike, yeah, thanks for stopping by with us. Really appreciate your yep. time. No, no problem. Appreciate it. Thanks,
0: thanks guys. More Thank you, guys.
2: Absolutely, Wade. Uh, more coming up on Extra Prep. A uh, quick break, and we're back right after this.
0: Hi, this is Meg Rosso from Champaign Central's volleyball team. Wednesday at 7, it's the Illini Football Coaches Show from Papa Dells, right here on News Newstalk 1493.9 FM.
3: Transfer Portal, NIL, Recruiting, covering University of Illinois Athletics has become a 24 hours a day, 365 days per year endeavor. It is as important as ever to be able to follow U of I Athletics. For just 17 cents per day, Illini HQ digital subscribers have
2: access to U of I Athletics articles from Scott Ritchie, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen,
3: Colin Likas, and of course, Lauren Tate. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe to sign up for an Illini HQ digital subscription today. Goal line night.
2: A huge thank you once again to Wade Shocked and Mike Osterber for joining us on Extra Prep. Wade Shocked, of course, the 2A Boys Golf State Champion. Very well spoken. Theater kid plays tennis as well. Bright future ahead of him. I know he's still deciding between a few colleges, getting a lot of interest. Uh, well deserved after the state title. So. We'll see where he winds up, but uh, great interview, and appreciate them hopping on. Yeah,
0: just just really a cool accomplishment for him. First uh, state champion in boys' golf at Champaign Central since 1925, back when it was Champaign High School, so... Uh, Bill Brown, right? Yes, yeah. exactly, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just uh, just a heck of an accomplishment, really cool to to follow his career. I remember seeing results for him back when he was in middle school at some junior golf tournaments in the summer, and just to see his progression um everything that he's had to go through on and off the course obviously the covid interrupted year and things like that but just uh just really cool to to see him progress and, and become an IHSA state champion, that's something he's going to gonna have for the rest of his life and uh, well deserved, too.
2: 100%. As we talked about golf, uh, lifelong sports, mm-hmm. so I think you can put that in his back pocket, and I'm sure uh, you know, 20, 30 years down the line, he'll uh, still be kicking butt on the golf course. But y- you talk about progressing and football season progressing as well. We're, that's a segue.
0: Yeah, look at that. <laughs> Again, I. I
1: I know know my way
2: around a word or two. Um, Week 8 looming large here. Uh, You know, a lot of good matchups on tap this week. But, you know, we can kind of start looking beyond this week a little bit into Week 9 and Mm -hmm. into the playoffs because several teams have already clinched an appearance and others are knocking on the door, should do it this week or or next week.
0: Yeah, it's crazy to think, Joey, that uh, we're 10 days away from the IHSA uh, playoff pairing show happening on uh, on Saturday, October twenty second. Uh, it just seems like yesterday we were welcoming high school football coaches and players into the News Gazette for our, our media day events in, <laughs> in early August, and here we are now, and we've got a, a really good, clear, kind of mostly clear picture of of who's in the playoffs and who's kind of on the cusp, battling for some some spots. Uh, right now, we have we have five teams uh, that are at six wins or more. Uh, Muhammad Seymour, Centennial, Prairie Central, and Bismarck Henny Rossville Alvin are all still undefeated at 7-0 this season. We only have one team at 6-1 and in our area, and that's Unity. We also have another 6-1 and team that's Milford Cisna Park, where they play eight-man football, and they don't fall under the HSA umbrella, although they do pretty much follow all the guidelines that the IHSA has. Milford System Park, though, coming off a, <coughs> a loss this past Friday, or their first loss this season, St. Thomas Moore beat them 34-26 in double overtime, so a thrilling eight-man game for that. Then we've got uh, five teams at 5-2, and two, so they've clinched, or they've become postseason eligible. It doesn't necessarily mean they're in the playoffs, although more than likely they are. It all kind of depends on playoff points and how many teams... Are, are still in the mix, but you've got <clears throat> Tuscola, Paxton, Buckley, Loda, Monticello, Arthur, Leventine, Atwood, Hammond, and Iroquois West sitting at five and two. Also, an eight-man football STM is at five and two as well. So, uh, those are the the teams right now that are sitting pretty. And Joey, I know you've seen a lot of those teams uh, on Friday nights so far this season with your your radio work on WHMS and the News Gazette's game of the week. So, uh, take it away with your thoughts.
2: Yeah, and you know, this week we we get a St. Joseph Ogden team that mm-hmm. needs a win to become playoff eligible. Uh, last week we saw a Monticello team that mm-hmm. needed a win in its last three weeks to become playoff eligible, but was no easy task because they've got a tough end of to the season. So yeah, you you want to get that fifth win as soon as you can. Uh, I don't I don't feel uh, envious of the four win teams out there <laughs> this week trying to get it done. SJO included, but yeah, we I mean Prairie Central looking really good, undefeated. Centennial, you know, seven and zero. They don't have to worry about anything, although. They've got two tough games to close things out that will affect seeding. They know they'll be playing in Week 10 and beyond. So uh. Yeah, and
0: Centennial last week went on the road last Saturday and had a, a 28-20 win at Peoria Notre Dame, a game where the Chargers were behind 20-7 to and, and came back and, and rallied for a win. Peoria Notre Dame has, has struggled this year, so that one was a little bit surprising just with the, the trouble that the, the Irish gave the Chargers. But uh, Centennial doesn't have it easy the, the final two weeks uh, this Friday night. They go down to make the long drive south to uh, to Collinsville uh, a week eight game. The the K are six and one this year, and then week nine, <clears throat> huge showdown at, at Tommy Stewart Field. Uh, Centennial is going to host Normal West, which should likely be for the Big Twelve title. Uh, Centennial's unbeaten in Big Twelve play. Uh, obviously, a non conference game this week doesn't affect win or lose what it happens in the Big Twelve standing So the Chargers have a chance to uh, to win a Big Twelve title still, and, and we'll know more. Obviously, next Friday night when they they host Normal West.
2: That'll be interesting next week because assuming a uh, Centennial win this week, no easy task, Mm -hmm. Normal West and Peoria go at it this week, and Centennial does not play – Peoria. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if Peoria wins that game and then Centennial beats, I, it, it gets really confusing and I'm yes. not quite sure how they, <laughs> how they will uh, devise that, but I know there That's will... That's
0: for the Big 12 athletic directors <laughs> to figure out and we'll have to find that answer too. Uh, but uh, yeah, either way, Centennial still having a, a heck of a regular season, a uh, chance to add even more accomplishments along the way. And the fact of the matter too is, is Sitting at seven zero, all these four teams, I'm sure, are feeling good about themselves. But to to get what they ultimately want when the playoff pairings come out is a first round home playoff game, and to mm-hmm. really kind of assure that is you kind of need eight wins. Seven and two teams do get the chance to host, but eight and one, nine and zero, oh, pretty much a lock to have a, a first round home playoff game. Other teams that are <clears throat> area teams that are still in the mix for the playoffs and have not been eliminated from that. Uh, We've got a handful of teams sitting at 4-3, including Danville, St. Joseph Ogden, Salt Fork, Westville, and Villa Grove. Blue Ridge also is 4-3, and three, and they play 8-man football. And 3-4 and four teams that have not been eliminated, but they need to win out their final two games to even have a shot at the playoffs are Gibson City, Melvin Sibley, Leroy, Tri-County, Hoopston Area, Armstrong Potomac, and Arcola. And Schlarman, as well as 3-4, and four, they are also an 8-man team. So interesting mix of teams there. Uh, we usually kind of on average have about... 15 to 16 area teams, sometimes as many as 18 to 19, just kind of see how the season falls. Uh, we'll get double digit teams, I'm pretty sure, in the playoffs here in the area, but again, it's all really going to be. Once the dust is settled here, these final two weeks, we'll have a much better idea going into the the playoff pairing show on October 22nd.
2: Absolutely. And and just looking at a, a select few matchups here in Week 8 in our area this week, won't go through all of them, but some intriguing ones. Uh, let's start with one of those 7-0 teams, Prairie Central, traveling to Monticello, who you mentioned I, I saw last mm-hmm. week. Take down Paxton Buckley. Load up. Kind of a weird game. There were uh, two delays for ambulances, unfortunately mm-hmm. enough, that kind of took the wind out of everyone's sails. Both PBL players getting hurt, but then the the Panthers kind of mount a little bit of a comeback mm-hmm. and charge back into it. Eventually, Monticello wins the game, so they win a wild one. They face a Prairie Central team that is seven and zero and has had little problem with anyone on their schedule, including PBL. The week prior, fifty-one to eight win over the mm. the five and two Panthers.
0: Yeah, I mean this is a <clears throat> a big game for for the Sages. Uh, doesn't get any easier for them in in week nine. They have to make the trip to Tolono to play Unity at Hicks Field. So uh, if Coley Welter's program wants the chance to have a, a home playoff game in the first round, they'll, they'll likely need to pull a few upsets here late in the season, starting Friday night against Prairie Central and. Uh, PBL's in an interesting spot too, sitting in five and two. Mm-hmm. They started off five and zero, then lost to Prairie Central in Week <coughs> Six, then lost forty one twenty six to Monticello last Friday. Uh, they go they host Unity this Friday night. The Rockets are on a six game win streak and really have shown no signs of slowing down since a, a Week One loss to Prairie Central, and then PBL goes. Week 9, they travel to St. Joseph to play the Spartans at Dick Duval Field. So, you know, we talked to Josh Frisard a couple of weeks ago, and uh, this was going to be, always going to be for PBL when the schedule came out. This was going to be kind of the defining stretch of the season, as if they could really kind of get over that hump and, and contend for Atlanta Prairie titles. Well, I think the Atlanta Prairies pretty much wrapped up, barring an upset, Prairie Central seems to have the, the lock on that. But still, that conference is going to probably have five teams, five area teams, make the playoffs, and and that's kind of how it's been ever since that conference has been around.
2: One minute, uh, the one-minute one minute warning. You, we got uh,
0: to wrap up, Joey. <laughs> we do, we do. And
2: uh, just a couple more games to get to. We'll spend a little more than one minute on them, but not much more. I want to hang in the Illini-Prairie Conference real quick. Our, our Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week. This week sees Saint Joseph Ogden travel to Rantoul. Now, this is an interesting one. Saint Joseph Ogden four and three, Rantoul zero oh and seven. But uh, Colin Likus and I caught up with Sean Skinner this morning, as we record it Wednesday, the uh, twelfth of October, and and he was very respectful to Rantoul. You know, mentioned some things they do well. They've got a lot of size. They'll be motivated. Size was really the big thing that uh, that he talked about with the Eagles. Still on paper, you'd you'd give it to Saint Joseph Ogden and they need that fifth win this week. They don't want to have to uh try and get it against Pax and Buckley Loda the following week. Yeah,
0: exactly. You don't want to be you really don't want to be that team that's sitting at four and four, uh going into week nine and uh playing a, a quality team like Pax and Buckley Loda. So if Saint Joe can, can get that fifth win against Rantoul, uh and get that second straight win after they had a forty two nothing win uh against Pontiac last Friday, that should be a nice springboard uh, going into uh, the Week Nine game against PBL. And you mentioned you don't want to be that four and four team
2: going into Week Nine. Uh, won't spend a whole lot of time on all these games, but we do have uh, three games that pit four and three versus three and four, okay. and one that pits four and three versus seven and zero. Oh. Um, you've got four and three Foreston, little out of our area, mm-hmm. at three and four GCMS. You've got three and four Hopston Area Armstrong Potomac at four and three Salt Fork. Mm-hmm then you go down the list a little more um as you mentioned i guess an eight man game but 3 and f- 4 schlarman will mm-hmm. toss them in there milford cisna park 6 and 1 then you've got villagrove 4 and 3 at tri county 3 and 4 and then westville 4 and 3 a tough matchup on the road at 7 and 0 undefeated bismarck kenning rossville al
0: yeah, uh, like you always say, Joey, in your eloquent words, the the road to Week <laughs> Nine begins with Week Eight. So uh, we'll we'll get to we'll we'll have a better idea come come Friday. And also too, we got a lot of Saturday games this week too on on the high school football ring. So uh, a busy, jam packed weekend of high school football. That's if anyone uh, goes to those games. I know
2: $24 tickets at Memorial Stadium. <laughs> I would uh, expect a big crowd there. But uh, And, yeah, and you throw in that Illinois is ranked. It's just mm-hmm. a, it's a good time for football here in the area. Yeah. A lot of buzz, high mm-hmm. school, college, all the
0: levels. Exactly.
2: Orange Helmets for the Bears on Thursday night, too. Not looking forward
0: to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. I kind of like them. That's my yeah, take. All right. That's, a, that's that's definitely a take. <laughs> They're bright. I will yeah. say that. <laughs> they look like candy corn. So They do. Well, it's Halloween. Spooky yeah, season. I guess. <laughs> it's spooky anytime the Bears play. Yes. But now we're doing off the deep end here. That's true. Well, we're right at the end of the episode, <laughs> going off the rails a little bit. Uh, this
2: has been episode eight, I believe. Mm-hmm. Losing Count, Extra Prep, the News Gazette's Weekly High School Sports Podcast. Another thank you to Champaign Central High School Athletic Director Jane Stillman hooking us up with the uh, the training room. It's a little different, but it's quiet. It's spacious. Uh, we're on the training tables, yeah. as we mentioned. And uh, Wade Shocked and Mike Osterberg joining us earlier in the episode. Uh, again, this Friday, October 14th, St. Joseph Ogden at Rantoul, the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School football game of the week. I'm Joey Wright with sports editor Matt Daniels. Wherever you've listened to us today, thanks for listening and have a great one.